Support for this episode of Talking Tesla and the following message come from Wonder Capital. Wonder Capital's online investment platform allows you to invest in solar energy products across the United States. Earn up to 8.5% annually while diversifying your portfolio, curbing pollution and combating global climate change. In fact, investors like you financed 40 large-scale projects in 2016, offsetting the equivalent of 2.5 million pounds of CO2 from burning coal. You can begin investing with as little as $1,000. And best of all, Wonder Capital doesn't charge any investor fees. To learn more, create a free account at wondercapital.com forward slash Tesla. That's Wonder with a U. W-U-N-D-E-R capital.com forward slash Tesla. Wonder Capital. Do well and do good. Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. Because they put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. We need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 <laughs> charger. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safety. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have I remember one. that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. All right, you ready, Robert? It's Talking Tesla uh, 91. It's the day after Father's Day. Did you have a nice Father's Day, Robert? I did. I had a very nice Father's Day. That's good. Yeah. How about you, Tom? Oh, my Father's Day was excellente. I spent a little bit of time in the in the pool. The pool? In my pool. It has been warm. I have a very above-ground pool because I'm extremely cheap. Yes. And that was the most affordable way to make a giant cooling device in my backyard. It is hot where you live. It's very, very hot where I live. Not where you live in the temperate climates of No, it was Los only like Angeles. 72 degrees, so it was really nice. A lot of good news this week on the on the Tesla front. Mucho happenings. Yeah, mucho yeah. happenings. Mel, however, is still not here. He keeps sending us photos, yes. which he either is taking himself. Or, or they're like postcards. He just takes the iPhone to a postcard. Yeah, or he's holed up somewhere in like uh, Lancaster <laughs> reading back issues of National Geographic. And and providing us with really kind of like washed out versions of those photos. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, where it feels like he's right there. You don't really think he's like smelling the elephant poop? I don't know. That he's taking pictures of? I don't know, man. He got awful close to some elephants, if that's the case. He actually got a lot closer to a lion than I think I'd want to get without any kind of like, you know, like bulletproof glass or something. That was me. I was in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was going to stop What him. did it sound like? Did you make noise when you were there? The lion? Yeah. Here, you ready? Yeah. So you're trying to attract him to come over and cuddle with you, and then what would be your plan? <laughs> I don't know. I'd rub my nose on his forehead or something like that. Isn't you know, that what cats do? You know what that sounds like? No. That sounds like the cat they recently rescued out of a Model X. 
Oh, yeah, from the front bumper. He got stuck in the bumper? He got stuck in, uh, I think, was it the front or the back? Either one. One of the bumpers. There was, a, there was a cat stuck in the bumper, and that reminded me there was a cat stuck around the motor compartment of a Model S like two years ago. So, of course, again, if you want to tweet with Elon <laughs> and you want to have an exchange, get a small, adorable animal stuck in your car and take it to the service center like, emergency! Okay, my first car was yes. a 1974 Pontiac Ventura. It was green. It was not what I would refer to as glossy paint. <laughs> <laughs> it was, at the time, it was probably 1986. It was a troubled, so it was already troubled paint. 12 years old. Okay. And I lived in an apartment not too far from here, yeah. and it abutted. A one of those nurseries, right, oh, right? Where they plant the trees and you buy the trees and the that sort of thing. Like a nursery for trees. A nursery for trees and yes. for plants and such. Yes, right? of course. And there were, because of the that situation, a lot of wild cats that lived back there. And okay. one one week, month, I don't know, a uh, amount of time as it were, I left the window to my car rolled down. Okay. Hot day. Sure, whatever. And uh I don't know what happened, but then we moved. I moved. We moved to Chatsworth. Okay. Right? And I took that. I drove that car. I'm staying with you on right, this. Right, right, And I okay. drove that car to Chatsworth. Sure. And I'm driving up there, and all of a sudden I hear. Oh, sort of like the experience of the Tesla owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Very much like the Tesla owner. This is why I'm bringing this up. Thank you. It makes sense. It's all. It's, it's not starting a, to stitch it's together. It's not a non sequitur in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> and there were a litter of cats born in that car. A litter? A litter. So there were three kitties in there. I, I distributed them to my friends. I kept. Where was the mother? Uh, she had bailed, I guess. that Maybe like at that moment she had taken off to go and find a rat or something like that. I don't know what mom, wild oh, so mom So she was shopping do. and you moved. Yes, she must have been at Vaughn's And she or comes back right? and she says, oh, shoot, where's my babies? Yeah, it probably went down pretty similar to that. It was probably like an episode wow. of Cats or I don't know. I don't know if Cats doesn't have episodes. But anywho. That's kind of sad. So I distributed these cats to friends of mine and I kept one all black. And I named that cat Pontiac. So I wonder ah. if this person has renamed this cat, even though it's a totally different story situation, Right, Tesla. Right. Probably not. Anyways. So there were a lot of suggestions on the Tesla forum as to what that name of the cat should be. Uh-huh. And I can't say that I remember it. Falcon? <laughs> Falcon. I would have named it Falcon. Or Falking. Falking. Yeah. Yes. Why Come do here. you name your your cat Falking? <laughs> Come here, Falking. It's really a shortened name for, I uh, won't Honestly, say. does it matter what you name cats? It's not like they come. Right. They do have their own agenda. It's true. <laughs> it's not like you could be like. Yeah, I don't know why, but the cat I had for many, many years before I went to college was named Jake. I just like that name. Yeah, that's a good name for a cat. Yeah. It's a very cat-like name. Very feline, as it were. So let's get into this. Uh, hey, oh, I'm sorry. This wasn't the cat-talking no, no, no. podcast? No, it's not. Hey, Google, what's Tesla's stock price? Tesla stock is trading at $371.49. A share on NASDAQ is of 11.45 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time today, up 0.02% from last Friday. It's up a tiny bit today. It's up so much this year, it feels obscene it's all obscene so 
that I bring that up because there was a audio story on the KCRW, which is our NPR local station yeah, 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 here. Yeah, one of one of our Santa several, Monica, several local stations, and they were talking about. Tesla being the fourth largest car company by market valuation in the world. And we have discussed this, but it just feels every time I think about it, it just feels more and more crazy. And people say, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But however, the stock market, as we all know, is about potential. Yes. Right. And if you look at what is BMW's potential, they're not going to grow 50 percent right in the next two years. 10 years that, you know, like they're not on a path to do that. Neither is Ford or GM. No, none of those other companies sell are are getting into the energy grid business. Like they're not reinventing themselves. Right. They're selling cars. They're selling a lot of cars. Like we mentioned last week, BMW selling 2 million cars versus 80,000 cars a year for Tesla. But again, the stock market is about potential. Mm -hmm. And again, They're not selling power packs. They're not selling solar panels. They're not sending people to Mars. Although I think that's that's not really – yeah, that's not really a Tesla Although, Although uh, Tesla will likely make a sled for which your car will go on if SpaceX continues with the boring company. Yeah. So that would be a pretty large segment, a new market that's created for transportation. But I don't know why you would keep boring company – in SpaceX because it doesn't right. make sense. It seems um, – although on some levels it kind of bridges both companies if you think about it being a Martian tunnel digging machine sure. or a earthbound car tunnel digging Maybe machine. Maybe they'll spin it off so it will be boring Earth, boring Mars, boring, boring space, boring some other planetoid. <laughs> <laughs> some, some other asteroid. So – Let's talk about Teslas. First, I want to start with the app. Have you gotten the update to the Tesla app, the one app that the Tesla people themselves make? Have you seen the loot box edition? Oh, I've seen. It's uninspiring at best, but I thought I would bring it up. I I I saw the loot box, but what I was expecting Mm -hmm. was that totally integrated app that Elon showed that, that puts your solar city panel production Mm -hmm. with the car and everything all together and i never saw that no you don't get that but you get a little thing in the top right corner of your app that shows your referral code and and yeah i saw that i saw that but i I didn't really see anything else that i uh got excited no that's it the problem is that they've changed my referral code on me i think the point they did that's a problem wow that's weird why'd they change your code well it turns out that uh when i first bought tesla four years ago Mm -hmm. actually today is the anniversary, the four-year anniversary of my first Tesla. That's nice. Are you going to buy your first Tesla some electrons or uh, some protons? I, 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 we gave it some electrons yesterday, nice. as a matter of fact. That was sweet of you. It smiled a little bit. Nice. You could see the front grill change just Is there slightly. a cat living in it by any chance? Meow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very nicely done. So uh, when I first got the car, I was using a, an email that I loved, but it's got like this really on, onerous kind of spam system. So mm. I kind of now use it just for the people I don't want to get bothered mm. by. Mm-hmm. And I have a new email. And so when I bought What's the, the new, new one, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny right there. It's uh, Tom Wolfson at gmail.com. Wow, that's awful close. <laughs> Thanks so much. 
It's not close. And so I, I naturally I'm buying the new car and I give them my new email address because I do want to hear from Tesla, right? You know, when they say things like, uh, uh, you know, the left axle is defective and we want to replace it tomorrow. What? Yeah. They don't say things like that to you. No. Well, That's I don't right. know. They do say things sometimes. So anyway, uh-huh. I gave them a new address, uh-huh. the new email address. And what happens? So I try to look at my car and I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? And I had, I realized I had two accounts. Mm-hmm. I'd have to re-log in. I couldn't combine things. Oh. The Model 3 reservations were also separated. So I asked Tesla to try to please, would you put it all together mm-hmm. and use the new email address that has the better. And so when they did that, yeah. they gave me a new referral code mm. that's like in the 9,000s. Oh. And I said, well. Hey, wait a minute. Mine's in the 9,000s. How dare you? Yeah. Don't well, say it like that. Mine's really in the 3,000, 3177. Not anymore. It's not. Robert 3177. So I want them to give it all back to me so I can look back and see all of the people who said they were going to buy a car and then didn't buy a car. So I can see at least I had some effect on some people, (laughs) but it wasn't complete. I have one person, uh, I forgot his name, who bought using my referral code and I bought one car and it has netted me absolutely zero. (laughs) I've sold three. Did you get your bag? I haven't gotten anything, no. Did they even tell you you were getting a bag? Yeah. I got an email about it, and I asked. they asked me where I wanted it sent. Yes. But it hasn't come yet. Did you say, like, uh, I don't know, Olympus Crater Mars? No. It'll I be didn't. on the next. I don't want to It'll be, be on the next launch. No, because if I need it in Mars, I'll need to pack it when I go to Mars. I don't want to send it empty to Mars unless they're going to fill it with a bunch of, like, Tesla Mars swag. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. So we've already gotten way off topic. But anyways, there Which, was that app. In fact, app... we had a letter that said, would you guys please yeah, stay yeah, yeah, focused? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I got that app update <laughs> message on Wednesday, and I went and uploaded it, and all it was was Loot Box, which very uninspiring. Meh. Thanks so much, Tesla. But let's talk about <laughs> everyone's favorite car, the Model S. I've been... As you know, waiting desperately for a Model 3, and in the interim, I spend an ungodly amount of time on this certified pre-owned website of Tesla. (laughs) Yeah. And yesterday I – At least you're accepting of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yesterday I decided to count the cars. I was counting cars. And I counted approximately 330 that they let me see, and I don't know if those were all – just the ones around here wouldn't surprise me because wow. you have to click on them individually and type in your zip code to figure out like where they are. Some and this is now the Tesla used yeah, inventory. Yeah, used inventory click thing. Yeah. and Not certified uh, pre-owned. A hundred of those, 330. So a full third of them are dual drive, which is Whoa. pretty impressive. Whoa. And 80 of those have original autopilot not 80 of the dual drives but 80 of the 330 also have original autopilot so as we get farther and farther and farther along autopilot cars keep showing up and they are priced as of right now there's the most inexpensive one on the website yesterday was a 2013 s60 for 41,500 with 70,000 plus miles and that's one thing that i also have noticed recently is they're putting a lot more higher mileage cars on the website Mm -hmm. And it hasn't seemed to have affected the bottom price. Right. Because when we bought ours, it was a little more than that, but it had half the miles. Well, you know, it's a different car. It's not an ice car. Yeah. So there's no engine to wear out. The motors seem to be holding up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, you know, there there were a problem with a 
bunch of the motors of the very first generation X's or S's. So, but I mean, they're really holding up well. In fact, somebody came up to me at the Culver City Supercharger yesterday mm-hmm. and asked, "What were you doing there, Saturday. Were you on a long range trip, Robert? Is it was that why you at the Supercharger Saturday? No, I didn't have enough time. I needed to charge a couple cars, mm-hmm. so I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for you. And so, uh, and he asked me, you know, what's your battery degradation on the old car? And I was like, you know, maybe five percent. Yeah. Which is great. So yeah. here you can go how many hundred thousands of miles without having a significant problem. Yeah. It's awesome. That's probably why they're holding their value, even though I think that's a pretty good price. So let's say it's October. Okay. And Tesla says, okay, Tom, you can have your Model 3 now. And it's uh-huh. going to be, you know, with all the stuff you want on it, Ooh. it's going to be like $54,000. Uh-huh. And there's a Model uh, S60, uh-huh. yeah. and it's got all the stuff on it, and it's got like 30,000 miles on it, and it's less. What uh, are you going to do? It, well, it's not going to have the one thing. All the cameras. The autopilot. Right? It's not, it's and like more an than likely, not even going to have original autopilot, right? The really expensive one, the really inexpensive ones, haven't quite gotten turned yeah, but, over enough. Because this is a 2013, that's sure. the least expensive. Sure. So it doesn't have any autopilot. If so I didn't want any- You say no. As of right now, I say no. But again, it's hard to it's hard to say because, you know, maybe original autopilot is good enough. You don't strike me as an autopiloting kind of guy. But I don't want to never be able to do that. You know right. what I'm saying? I don't want to because well, I every want time... this to be. I'm an old man. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this. I'm very very old. Yeah, like, some of our listeners can't really picture you. Decrepit, hundred and eleven. <laughs> Basically, hundred and I'm a forty six year old man dog years in a hundred and eleven year old man's body. I am just breaking down very rapidly. I see. So, anywho, I want this to be the last car potentially that I buy because there's two things, right? I don't really drive that many miles because I don't have a long commute, and I have. Other automobiles, right? So you obviously have not hit your midlife crisis because no, you'd did. be going for a ludicrous P90D <laughs> or whatever, P100D right. at this point. Speaking of that, on the website, yes. on the new used inventory website, the most expensive car is yes. a 2016 P90D with 9,900 miles. That's and that's $113,000, which is not Dude. nothing. That's a lot of cashola's. Yeah, but if you wanted to buy a P100D yeah. Ludacris right now, it's like a, just under 150G. Yeah. That's like a third Yeah, but off. I, I don't – I mean I want to, but I'm not going to spend 150G. So you still have your wits about you. So I still have my wits so about So you would me. go for three. You wouldn't go for S. As of right now. So, But when the three comes out, yeah. depending on how feature-laden it is right. and what the where it ends up in the price. Because yeah. what I, my last plan, and I think I've spoken about this ad nauseum probably at this point, and I'm sure we'll get a letter about it that Mel can read <laughs> next week, is I, I'm leaning more towards a very, very base Model 3 that's as inexpensive as possible yes. for a short amount of time oh, right. the lease, the in the hopes deal. that maybe in three years from now there will be a Generation 2 autopilot Model S that I can afford. So tell me. So, so on one hand, I say last car ever, but on the other hand, I'm saying uh, maybe not. What's the likelihood then yes. that you're going to receive your Model 3 
before 2018 since you didn't go stand in line. No, I don't know. So the likelihood is when I it so again, there's a lot of things at play here. Are they going to do the you have to buy all the features to get bumped up in line? They say Probably no. Not. We don't know the answer to that question. If I go to Model Three counter, yes, I which I have. Again, How many times? <laughs> a lot of a few of the times. The first time I went, I think I was about twenty five thousand, thirty five thousand. And so that's your place in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new algorithm um at ten thousand nine hundred and due for delivery October of twenty seventeen. So that's Whoa. a short amount of time from now. However, I don't how? know. I don't even know how, how that's possible. That? How did you cut in line? You just cut 15,000 people out of the line. I don't know. Well, they 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 changed the algorithm quite a bit, and yeah. I don't know why or how or who or what. So let me get this straight. You uh-huh. yes, sir. were snuggled in bed snuggled. on March 31st. Oh, just, just super snuggled in bed. And I was standing in a line at uh-huh. 6 a.m. in Santa Monica. But let's be honest. You were there in hopes of seeing Elon. No, actually, I was there because I was actually interviewing people for talking Tesla and handing out show cards. Oh, there's that. Oh, that too. And so I was there, Santa Monica, 6 a.m., in line with coffee in my hand. Uh And I'm number 21,361. That sucks, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a 10,000 behind you and you cut in front of me. I want to know. If Model 3 Tracker, no, Model3Counter.com will just let us know who's number one. I just want to talk to them. Just for like three minutes, they have the option. They don't have to go on the show. I just want to talk to them, though. I have some questions. I think the person who's number one on the list has the last name that starts with M M. and ends with K. And in the middle is us. Maserick. And in the middle is us. I don't know how to pronounce that name. That's, you know, the big shipping company, (laughs) Maserick, Maserick. Yeah, no, it's Musk. Musk. So anyway, uh-huh. I I I love these guys. Model Three Counter. They obviously put some work into this. Congratulations! But I did read on their website that they don't consider folks placing multiple reservations. So the fact that I placed two reservations, do they know should that? put you further back in the line? They they said in their algorithm on their website they actually state they don't consider a multiple reservation, right? And they said you... there's no regional bias, and the and Elon already said that the first deliveries are going to come to California. Mm-hmm. So their their algorithm, I would just warn Tesla Nation. It's fun to look at it. Check where you're at. I feel excited as well, but don't you know this is not gospel but are you saying that because you had two reservations that you would be bumped in front of a lot of people like if no, you're that would to put buy... somebody behind me an extra car back ah uh. and if everybody in that line with me in santa monica theoretically got two reservations mm-hmm. then everyone who did it you know hours later would be even farther behind but if everybody in that line ahead of you is like you and mel then i'm actually number eight <laughs> because you're probably not going to buy one. You're right behind Musk. Oh, yes. I'm right behind all of the Musk children. Yeah. So another very, very exciting and important and fascinating thing happened. Tell me. Tell very, me. very recently. The Model X achieved its five-star crash How rating cool in was every that? single category, Robert. Not in some of the categories, but in every single one of the categories. 
and I was obsessed over the weekend. Tell so me there about was this. an there was an article from Electric. There's an article on the from where N- from where Electric and an article on the NHTSA.gov, and I found a YouTube link, and all of these will be in the show notes because. Uh, you can watch the crash test from like 17 different camera angles. Yeah, you can even watch the crash test from inside the cabin staring at the feet and knees of the dummy. You can, right. So the National Highway Trans- Traffic Safety Administration awarded the Model X a five-star safety rating in every category and in every subcategory, making it the first SUV ever to earn the five-star rating across the board, which Elon said was going to happen, and it has. So have you been interested now in used Model Xs? Oh, my God. They're so expensive. I look there, too. Trust me. But I'm like, that's just way out of my... Wouldn't that fit your bill? It would fit my bill. It would not fit the bill. would not fit my bill. (laughs) You would not have any bills left to fit in your pocket. I think the X is just way, way, way out of reach for uh, for, uh, folks folks like moi. So if people actually used your referral code and you got picked and you got an X, that would be a pretty freaking awesome day. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Yeah, because then you could get rid of the gas-guzzling SUV with the rack on top. Mm, I might be able to. I could turn it into a monster truck X. Like no, that picture I that, sent you. Uh-huh, I like the picture you sent you. It was a fake so, picture. So, of all the cars they have ever tested, Model X's overall probability of injury was second. Not the greatest car uh, in terms of crash test injury. The second greatest. What was the best? Oh, the Model S. Nice. <laughs> so, Tesla holds one and two. Right. Two it's safest like the Olympics. cars ever. If this was the Olympics, mm-hmm. Elon would have a gold and a silver. He'd be standing on the platform with his fist in the right. air. Or maybe two golds because they would be in different categories. Yes. Yeah. That's true. High five. Two. High five, Elon. Good that's work. Pretty exci- the only problem with this is that after watching this three times, I had to have a glass of red wine and take an Ambien <laughs> because I was so depressed yes, they... watching how the Falcon door got all twisted and screwed up and the glass. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. It was so much glass. Who had to sweep all that stuff up? And the worst part about it is they tested three cars, Robert. Yeah. And that it was, was a hard to watch. Beautiful blue one. Oh, blue one, a silver one. Yeah. It was it was gorgeous. They kind of messed the cars up ahead of time because they put all these stickers on it and these yeah. sheets of whatever that said numbers identifier. And oh, they said numbers and things. Yeah. Yes, they're identifiers. Yeah. And so Model X occupants have an overall ninety three percent probability of walking away from a pretty serious accident without. A serious injury. Did you see there was one where they covered the tires in plastic and the ground was all wet and they sideways into um, a on an angle mm-hmm. into a pole? Man. Yeah, the side pole. And those things. I, my neck hurt after watching so that. So remember I spoke about my daughter going to the brakes thing and right. they do the sliding? Those are the things they put on the wheels, oh, except wow. the, the ones they put on the Tesla at the NHTSA. NHTSA only cover the bottom half so they can slide the car on water yeah. like sideways. But when my daughter went, they put them around the whole wheel and they and so you can skid out like there's literally zero traction on those crazy. things. Crazy. Just crazy. So they did the frontal side and side pole tests and there's some crazy audio sounds on the video that is on the electric website. Um, and then the YouTube video is 21 minutes long, and it has some <laughs> some very, very interesting audio that's Again. been deployed over it. 
Um, a couple of things stood out to me. Yes. So I watched uh, the, one of the inside cameras of the back seat for the side impact. Sure. And there was a small child in the back seat that that whose head was maybe just just about two inches. The top of their head was maybe like two inches above where the glass is on a Model X. Right. right? Like, like the, the bottom of the window. Of the, of the Falcon wing, right? Right. And so there's an airbag there, and the the hit happened, and that you see the the child's head bobbed to the left towards the window, but the airbag deployed and came down low enough that all of the paint that they put on the dummy was yeah. on the airbag, so no contact at all with that side door, which was pretty impressive. And then the other thing that I noticed, and apparently these have been around for a while. I drive old ass cars, so I did not know these existed, and I'm not even sure they're in the 2013 S, but maybe they are. Is they have airbags in the knees, knees yeah. which I think is pretty amazing yeah. and very, very cool. But it turns out a lot of cars have those, so right. what the hell do I know? I think that's how the S got to be five stars as well. There's airbags everywhere. <laughs> there are. I think there's 11 or something like that in, right. the, in the S. So, you know, uh, when are you going to get to test drive your Model 3? I don't know. Uh, probably when they deliver it to me. Oh, not before that? I don't know. You it, didn't get an invitation? No, I didn't. Did you? Oh, I did not. No, you scared I'm me very, there for a second. I'm very uh, – well, you know what? I think we're kind of now a bit on the quasi-edge of the Tesla universe. Uh-huh. I should say the Tesla Fremont universe. <laughs> we've, I think we've been pushed and jettisoned out a bit. But, you yeah. know, it's gone – we've gone now – it's going to be two weeks without Mel. And we've heard nothing about Falcon Wing doors. That's true. And we've heard nothing about any other crashy crashies or other no. nasty problems like we can't get the body fixed. Only good things. Only good things. Yeah. So, you know, Tesla, give us a <laughs> love, baby. Yeah, it's Mel. He's in he's in Africa, so if you don't like him, you know, take him out. Right. And the and the rest of the the musk, you know, the, there's a lot of musks in Africa. That's true. It's yeah. all musky. <laughs> so evidently on Electric there was a push message sent to some of the reservation holders about getting test drives, you, and you didn't get it. I didn't get it, Sad and it face. was interesting because on the on, in this article, it looks like there was a push notification and then an, uh, something on the website, like they must have gotten a link. Yeah. And and I tried to type in the link because you could read it. Right. Thing yeah. and it, 404. It, it was gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was gone. And they were just saying that there were going to be test drives late in 2017, and in late July, the design studio would open – and that's not very long from now. And it seems that the assembly line in Fremont is about complete. And what I've been reading is that they're going to start making cars so that in July, they may have as many as a thousand cars when it's time to start delivering. That would be cool if they had a massive delivery event yeah. on day one. Right. They're like a thousand people come on up to Guess Fremont. Guess what color seats you can buy. <laughs> I don't know. Only one. What? They're only going to make black seats. That's good. To start. I only want a black seat. So and I'm, all you're going to get to choose is your wheel. You know, do you want I want it round. one wheel or another wheel? I want it round. No square wheels? No square wheels. All right. Can I have it round? I don't know how many colors they're going to have of paint. I hope but it's it not just like black. Four. I hope white is one of them. Yeah, I expect black, white, blue, and red. Although blue's pretty nice. I yeah. think I'm still going to get a white one. Okay. Would you spend extra for the pearl white? 
Um, I don't know. How much extra? Are we just going to start talking about what? $10,000. You know, it's interesting because on um, there's that website, Model 3 Tracker, not Counter, Tracker. Oh, that's different. And you go through and you answer all these questions. It's So many questions. It's so many questions for free. He got or she got me to answer all these questions for free. It took like 15 minutes. I should send them a bill. Anyway, (laughs) they're like on all these prices on there. And I'm like, where did they come up with these numbers? It seemed ridiculous. That's all I have to say. <sighs> uh, what's wrong? I'm just excited about this next story about Goldman Sachs. Go ahead. Then then read it. Well, Goldman Sachs, uh, I like what you put here, the first <laughs> comment. I'm not going to actually say it, but basically Goldman Sachs has decided that they're going to run their operation with clean energy and they're going to help others invest. Like big organizations uh, put money forth with investments and Ability to run or at least offset their their uh, energy use using clean energy. Yeah, so this was a Google.com story, uh, marketplace.org, and Goldman Sachs is, as you said, going to be using a lot more uh, green energy, kind of a little bit of a middle finger to the president leaving the Paris Climate Accord. All of these companies are sort of like, we're just going to do it anyways because it makes economical sense, and we're going to talk in a little while about uh, a milestone for the United States in terms of green and renewable energies, as it were. And also because not only their customers might like it, it'll look good on their advertising, but their employees want it. Yes. So from the inside, these big organizations, the people working there, they want green power. And they say their goal is to lubricate the green energy market, which is a which is a good goal and this is this is a good story and I don't want anybody to think that it is not a good story, but they are an investment bank. <laughs> right. And let's not forget what role Goldman Sachs played in 2007 and 2008. So let's just let's temper our excitement a little bit. Uh CEO Lloyd Blink Fine is sort of He's he's like he's like Bill Gates twelve years ago. He's working on his image a little bit. Let's see if he can get there. And it makes money sense. Sure. I mean, you can make energy from the sun and from wind cheaper now yeah. than you can from natural gas, which it's, is like the was the golden child for the last fifteen years. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming for sure. So I threw this next story in about the next EV to hit the road, the Karma Rivero. Karma. Karma. It's not the Fisker. Fisker is dead. Fisker is no more. But this car, it ain't a lot different from the Fisker. Are they? Is this the one that's super duper expensive and they're making one a day? Uh, that could be. But the bottom line is, is it's a beautiful looking car. And I know a number of people who own the original Fisker mm-hmm. who really like the look of that style. And this one looks a lot like it. It looks to me Almost identical, but I haven't really studied the pictures. Yeah. The bottom line is, is it's got like a 19 kilowatt battery, kilowatt Woo-hoo! hour battery. That's pretty badass. Yeah, like a Chevy Bolt. So it's a Chevy Bolt? Well, it's got about the same size battery as a Chevy Bolt. Is it like one of those kit cars where you buy a Chevy Bolt Volt and then you take the top of it off and then you just drop a Karma no. on top of it? No, they both have volts. Okay. But they're only inside the battery. Ah, I see. And so they take this uh, moderately sized battery. Lithium-ion battery. They put a couple of... Moderately sized. Yeah, moderately. 18, uh-huh. 18.9 to be precise. It's adorable. 
Yeah. And they, they pair it with a gasoline-powered engine that runs a generator to charge the battery. So this is, again, it's not an electric vehicle per se, but if all you drive is 32 miles at a, in, in a direction and you can charge after that, it could be an all-electric car. But it is only electric motors. True. And the battery and the gas power generator only charges the batteries. So. Right. So it so it qualifies in places like Los Angeles for the or California for the HOV, the high occupancy vehicle carpool lanes. So it gets you that. It's like I said, it's a good looking car. They they tout on their uh, the reviews about what how great the coefficient of drag is, right? How much energy it takes to move this car forward at like speeds of highway speeds, sixty miles an hour. And its coefficient of drag is 0.313 and i thought wow that i don't really know what that means but let me look at tesla and i found that model s has a coefficient of drag of 0.24 that's less that's like like 30 plus percent less Hmm. quite a bit less so tesla is like the winner when it comes to cars uh or i should say it was the winner when it comes to cars as far as their low coefficient of drag. There's a new car out there huh, that there they're is? starting to make. Hold on a second. Are you sure? Volkswagen. Wow, look at that thing. It's called the XL1. You don't VW know what it's XL1. called. You have no idea what they're calling this it. This thing looks like it belongs in a James Bond movie. It does, like maybe underwater. Exactly. Under, underneath a casino in Monaco or something like that. I'm going to put a link to this picture in the show notes. Ooh. It's a pretty sweet looking car. This Volkswagen has a coefficient of drag of, I don't know. Oh. But it's less than the Tesla. When is this car due to hit the market, Robert? Evidently, it's being sold right now. What? In England. I'll take one. It's $164,000. I will not take one. It only seats two people. I, I still do not want one. And it uses a diesel motor in our diesel engine to help charge the batteries that are in it. Hold on a second. I know. So Volkswagen yes. has been in the news lately for what I believe is some diesel engine issues. Yeah, I would And say so what so. did they do? They made a car with a diesel generator? Yeah, it's got an 800 cubic centimeter diesel engine producing 50 horsepower and an electric motor that adds another 27 horsepower. So that's a total of 77 horsepower. That's not very much. Um, Volkswagen? Seriously, bro. What were you thinking? And this thing, like I said, I saw that it was like $164,000. Oh, its coefficient of drag is 0.189. Oh, that's better. That's really slippery, but it's got the back wheels covered. It's a pretty cool looking car. I like the look of it, <laughs> but the fact that the thing's got a, a diesel engine in it, which maybe they've got some... Flamagama <laughs> method of making it look like it doesn't produce any yeah. any pollution. It may not even actually like it may not even be electric knowing Volkswagen. Yeah. Like it could just be <laughs> <laughs> it could just be like, no, that's an electric motor in there. <laughs> it's fine. It's going to be good. Don't we, worry. We must take it's a, fine. We must redo it without diesel. <laughs> we have so many diesel engines sitting around. Let's put them in the new car. Yeah. It'll be good. Oh, my God. <laughs> so hey, that's that for new cars. That is good. Hey, Robert, is there any news in general about autonomous driving that we should be talking about? As far as I'm concerned, I sure wish there was news. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. What do you mean? So they released an update. Well, they did to what apparently is a very select few. Only one person that I know 
And that's only because I, le- I read Teslarati. And I saw that this fellow, James, James Hansbert, mm-hmm. uh, he got the firmware update. It's 8.1 or more uh, exact. It's the 17.22.46 update. And uh, it's supposed to make driving in autopilot smooth. You know what would be super ironic? What would that be? Is if Mel had gotten this update and while he's out of town. sitting in his driveway, <laughs> just like with a little red, red oh, exclamation point. Please, please uh, schedule your update. And like a message that says, hey, we know you've been having some problems with your car, so we wanted to give you this update early uh, hope you, know, you even, enjoy it. <laughs> what's even better is if he's sitting in Africa in some hotel room and his phone buzzes. Bzzz, are you ready to download the update? Oh, my God. Because you can't be do it from the app, right? Right. You have to do it from the car. Yeah. He would have he would have called us and said, go do my car. I'm looking through the glass for Cece to see if maybe she got some sort of a special message. She's not listening. Go to the house. Go to the house. Quick. Do the update. <laughs> do the update. Tell me what it says. Uh. So, no, I have not received the update, but James made a video. It's like 13 minutes where he drives around uh-huh. and he goes through parts I, somewhere in the United States because I recognize the signs were legible. <laughs> that's, but it's a, kind that's of a bonus. semi-rural. It's very green. It rains on and off. And he goes. Verdant. 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 Yes. Very verdant. And he's driving along and he's, okay, now this, when I go here, it usually, you know, veers to the right and goes into the right turn lane. And he's using autopilot on, like, county roads with, like, streetlights and cross traffic and not a freeway. And I don't do that all that often. In fact, I did it last night, and I'm not going to tell you how bad that turned out. I didn't crash. Oh, thank God. I, know. I was scared there for I didn't a second. Crash. You gave me but, like a uh, But there a was a, there was a great deal of distress within my car mm. after a calm, well, I wouldn't call it a calm Father's Day dinner, but I'm not going to digress. Oh, please. And so, you know, autopilot on streets within a town with lots of stuff going on around you, curves, turns, left turns, right turns, streetlights, not a great idea. Stop signs. Unless you're like with Espresso. Sitting next to you, empty, because you've just drunk it, and you're going to pay super, super darn good attention. So he's on these county roads, and he's like, okay, we're coming to this place now where it typically goes to the right, and then all of a sudden, boom, it goes to the left. So, uh, not so great. And smooth as silk, he said it seemed better. So he came into a uh, group of cars that were stopped at a light, and he's kind of doing, you know, pretty good speed, 40 miles an hour. And the car seemed to slow down much nicer than it does now with autopilot. It's pretty jerky. Do you think Tesla rolls these things out to people geographically as well? Like based on their kind of driving habits, they're like, oh, this guy's not in a city. Let's see how it works for him. I wonder. You know, the question is. That would make sense, right? Do they do inter-rollout updates? Oh, inter-rollout updates. In other words, they send it to James, Uh and James is somewhere, I don't know, Pennsylvania. Let's call it Pennsylvania. And and they say, you know, we know James has been really up on this, and Mm -hmm. we've noticed a lot of problems with James's area, so let's try it in James's area. Uh And then before they roll it out in our area, they actually tweak it. 
But that would mean they would have to change the version number yeah. and such. They'd have and to write I don't, code. I've not heard of that. So anyway, it looks to be better. He takes it for a uh, parallel parking adventure and a perpendicular parking adventure. Mm. It needed a few tries on either of them. Oh, interesting. And that's been my experience, too. So it's cool. It looks good when Tesla sends out a video that shows a car tooling all around all by itself with the Rolling Stones playing. But in, you know... Uh, Objects may have, may appear larger or smaller <laughs> than whatever. You know, it's a disclaimer kind of thing. It's kind of a play thing still, I think. And it's not fully reliable, but we're moving forward. And you're starting to see other car companies with commercials, marketing commercials of people parking their car parallel without without holding on the wheels. You're seeing these in commercials. Yeah. So other car companies are sort of taking advantage of this Slight opening in autonomy, even right. though we know this isn't autonomy. This is just park assist. Right. But people are using it, and you're seeing it on television. So Tesla better mm, step it up. Make yeah. it work. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I wonder how many people they actually have working on this stuff. All of the people? Yeah. I mean, there's probably, I don't know, 20, 30 Let's just make up a folks number. driving these cars all the time, right? We saw yeah. like three cars at a time driving on the test track. I, I expect that there's a lot of people doing this. I think this would be a fun job. If they would only pay me as much as I earn now, I would gladly go drive Teslas around the country testing out autopilot. I think it's just cool. So so let me get this straight. So if they were willing to to give you a emergency medicine physician salary yeah. to drive cars around the country, Tesla cars, cars you love sure. more than anything on the planet, yeah. um, you'd be willing to take that job. That would be sweet. Well, wow, that's like really that. unusual because I bet most people would turn that job yeah. down in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, the next You're being facetious, no, aren't you? No, I have no idea what you're yeah, talking about. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know what facetious means. Yeah, there could be a real like, you know, lack of physician and lawyer uh, activity in the country if Tesla actually did that. Yeah, there could be. Like, uh, our law firm is now closing because <laughs> seven of our 10 lawyers have just left to go drive cars for Tesla. They're now test drivers yes. at, at Tesla. Oh, the next oh. story is from TheVerge.com. This is an uplifting story to me. It's uplifting. Yes, it is. It's not one of those Uber stories. It's just uplifting. It's uplifting. It's not about Uber. Uber's <laughs> no. in the dumps. Oh, my God. Uber's in a lot of trouble. Oh and God. this story is showing that Lyft is trying desperately to take advantage of that sort of chink in the in the Uber armor. Yeah, they're doing it with like an ICBM. Yeah. They're going at it. <laughs> no, no hesitation. So Lyft has now stated that all it will go all electric. They're going 100% renewable energy. It's you In gotta 2020? Look, you got to look at the fine print on this one. Oh, wait And a that's minute. what I've done for you. Oh, good. So it turns out that Lyft says, quote, a majority of Lyft trips will be self-driving by 2021. And they said a billion Lyft trips. I don't know how many Lyft trips there actually so are. So if this is correct, right? So if if – <laughs> <laughs> if it's a majority, that means there would have to be fifty point zero zero point nine 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 billion lift trips, and one billion of them would have to be right. just uh, uh, electric. hair over <laughs> just one. Just a evidently, they're partnering as well as renewable. They're going autonomous. They're partnering with Newtonomy. and uh, they say that we realize that EVs are more expensive than ICE cars. 
But that's really if it's like you, Tom, or me. If your car is a single person car, whatever, you own your own car, you're not sharing it with anybody, you're only using it for. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to I had to interrupt Robert what? there real quick and I know that we're not staying focused, but I just no, got we're not. I just got an update from my Tesla app saying that my <laughs> software update is complete. What the I don't know what software update we're talking about, but it's oh, complete. Yeah. Like eight point All right, back to Lyft. Sorry, Tesla Nation. Tom interrupted me. <laughs> so we're back to Lyft, which I thought was a fun story. I do still think it is. It is. So they say, look, if you own your own car, your car is in motion, moving you around like four percent of the time. But when you're using a car for Lyft, over fifty percent of the hours of the day, so that's twelve hours and one second. Okay, yes, of that's the day, true. Uh-huh. The car is driving people around. It's moving. Mm-hmm. So when you've got like 12-fold or more times more use of the car, the decrease in the fueling cost and the decrease in the maintenance cost make electric cars pay themselves off within like three or four years. So this is part of the reason why Lyft, like they're probably explaining this to their shareholders or mm-hmm. their board of directors, this is why Lyft is going to go electric. Not all electric, but a lot electric. They said that the, uh, the, that the autonomous electric Lyft vehicle will pay back itself in just a few years. They're going to deploy a fleet this year, deploy a fleet of autonomous vehicles this year in Boston, which I think is pretty cool. Sometimes I go to Boston. That would be cool to check out. Yeah. They uh, they said that even as battery technology continues to mature, it's going to make it even better so that the vast majority of their cars will end up being electric. They're, as well, purchasing renewable energy certificates to offset any emissions from the fueling of its electric vehicles, which is pretty amazing yeah so that means we're going to be planting trees or doing other cool things like the things that paul what's his name oh paul hawken paul hawken might be promoting so lyft goes about and i didn't know who paul hawken is but now i'm a uber fan of oh that's the wrong way to say it wow yeah i'm a fan of Paul Hawken. So it turns out Paul Hawken's a, a renowned climate expert, and Lyft has hired him to be their climate advisor. He's been an advisor to many organizations, even call, hailed by uh, President Clinton as being one of the most influential people in climate um, I shouldn't say climate, but environmental studies. And so Paul is the head of Project Drawdown. And this is an organization that he put together. There's like, I don't know, 50 or 60 experts in all all kinds of um, fields across the spectrum from like an expert on bees and pollinating to an expert on public health. No cats in this one, though. No. No. And so they are pulling together this whole group. It's a um, funded through donation money and grant money. And they say that they've re- they've gathered together research fellows from around the world to identify, research, and model the 100 most substantive existing solutions to address climate change. And this is at drawdown.org forward slash solutions. And the top 10 are in order of importance, refrigerant management. Yeah. So imagine, remember, there used to be this thing called 
chloro carbons mm-hmm. CFCs yeah. that were in all refrigerators here in the United States and air conditioners in our cars. That's right. And so we passed laws in this country mm-hmm. to to outlaw these things and mm-hmm. replace them with something else. So not freon, but something else. Mm-hmm. And that means the ozone hole over the Antarctica was you know fixed and everything. But it turns out these things are huge. Huge. They they hold in heat yeah. in our atmosphere. Yeah. They are greenhouse gases. Bastards. And it turns out in the rest of the world, there's a lot of them still being used. Yeah. So this is actually listed as one of the num- as the number one solution. Numero uno. Right. N- number two, wind turbines, onshore wind turbines. Yes. Go Num- Tom. Number three, reduced food waste. And they are estimates in the United States that we waste forty percent of our food, which is just an astronomically high number. They actually give numbers like the total gigatons of CO two equivalent emissions mm. that could be reduced by twenty fifty. And when it comes to reducing food waste, it's like seventy gigatons. That's a lot. Refrigerant management, almost ninety gigatons. These are big numbers. They're almost too big for me to get my head around. But the bottom line for this is that they used peer review research, not speculation. And they put out a book and it's all factual. All these hundred different ways of reducing uh, admissions. And and there's an article here that I went to from Vox.com that that makes an amazing – I mean it's really amazing. The map uh, measure and model system has identified things like educate women. Yeah, like worldwide. Yeah. That in and, it, in and of itself it sits at number six. And not educating women in climate change, just educating women, period. period. Math, science. Family planning, English. number seven. Yeah. If you combine educate women, oh, it's actually educating girls and family planning, it has the largest impact on global warming of anything. If you combine the two of them. If you combine the two of them. So I encourage you to check out this article. I encourage you to look at the book. The book's actually on Amazon. It's 13 bucks. I was going to order it. It's a big book. And then I thought, You're a big book. I should put it on my Kindle. And huh. then I won't create more carbon. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> yeah. You came so. up with that all by yourself, too. I'm so proud of you. And I actually found my Kindle today. Oh, nice. And I'm charging it up so I can put it on my Kindle. But your iPad is a Kindle also. I don't have an iPad. Oh, you don't? No, I'm I'm still kind of behind the times. Wow, look at you. So this is really cool. This is really encouraging. And when I read through on their website mm-hmm. some of these different scenarios of how we can improve the climate uh, reduce our carbon footprint. Yeah, I I thought this could give us enough material for like a couple years worth of talking Tesla shows. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go the next two years. We won't even mention the cars. Well, you no, th- we could do the cars too. But just pick a story, a section from this. Okay, it's pretty impressive. All right, let's do it. All right, excellent. You want to tell us about batteries? So there was a while ago a tweet from Elon to uh, a lovely gentleman. Elon tweets. Elon tweets. He tweets you doesn't tweet me, but he does tweet you about Tesla and a power pack, power grid system in Australia. Yeah, he made some like really uh, bold promise. Bold. 100-day comments or it's free. Yeah, we get Mike, it installed in 100 days or it's free. Mike Cannon Brooks. So this is a teslarati.com article. And I don't know about you, but we, me, I, we love those guys over there at Teslarati. This is from Australian transmission operator uh, Transgrid has announced, and this is where I got really confused, and hopefully you can clarify this. It said 
and this was the headline, a 250 kilowatt output with 500 kilowatt hours of storage power pack installation in New South Wales. That's five power packs? Is that what we're thinking uh, approximately? Anyways, it's in New South Wales. That's potentially somewhere in Sydney. And they have had a lot of issues in Australia with their grid performance. Having They have a lot of peaker plants. They have a lot of grid instability. They have a lot of peak usage that happens. And they are going to move forward again with a Tesla uh, grid storage system. And that's pretty exciting. And this harkens back to what we said early on today uh, as, as, it, as it pertains to Tesla stock prices, if hundreds or thousands of these community off-grid power packs go into, into use, yes. that's going to be a considerable amount of work for the Gigafactory and a considerable amount of money for Tesla, unless yeah. they keep giving them away for free. So that means that the, uh, the price of Tesla stock will probably not go down. Yeah, probably yeah. not. I think that's it's cool. It's not as big of a installation as Tesla yeah. and uh, the Australian billionaire went back and forth about. But it sounds like from this article, this is a you know a test. Yeah, they're dipping their toe right. into the lithium pool. And there's a, another link to an AFR article, which apparently has a little bit more uh, detailed information uh, because Cece only reads Australian paper. She put that in late. So yeah, I wonder if they just got the. Um, the units off instead of kilowatts, it's really megawatts because it does seem like, you know, they're only buying literally like four Model S. I think it's just kind of a test. Yeah. It's kind of a test to see if it's going to work for them to, to shut down a small peaker plant. And then the next story is we finally did it. We finally did it. Go USA. America has done it. What did they do, Robert? Go USA. Go USA. This is from Bloomberg.com. Wind and solar energy accounted for, get this, more than 10% of U.S. power generation for the first time in March. So an entire month. An entire month. The month of March. March of 2017. particular instance. So just a month ago. Yes. Or two months ago, as, as we record in recent this. Memory. Recently, recent times, 10% of all the energy produced in this country was produced from renewable, 2% solar, 8%. Was from Texas and Oklahoma uh, wind farms. Okay, so I have a, I have a, I have a, I need a minute. I'm going to talk to Tex, Texas and Oklahoma yeah. just real quick. Dear Texas and Oklahoma, we know that you're big fossil fuel states, but look what you've done. You've contributed to a milestone in American renewable energy history, and you should be proud. The proud state of Texas and the proud state of Oklahoma should be proud to have contributed so much. But I will tell you this. You can do more. You're windy. It's all windy over there. Let's say next March, you guys, you should get to 20 percent all on your own. That's they did 80 percent mm -hmm. of the green energy production in March. 80%, 80 percent of the, of the entire country. That's amazing. Very nicely done. And. So I'm going to make a new hat. Uh-oh. It says, make America more renewable, please. How about make America green? It's shorter. Well, if you live in a place like uh, Barstow, ain't going to happen. Barstool? Yeah. <laughs> I like Barstow. Or Mojave. <sighs> so this is really cool because this leads me into the next story. Uh, it's not actually a story so much as an amazing uh, bit of fact. And it's not new, but... The 
United. So wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. So you're going about to do a story that's not new, not new, and not a story, and not a story. Okay, so uh, should I just leave? I don't even know what you're doing. I'm here. breaking new ground oh, okay. in talking this Tesla. This is exciting. World. Let's see what you got. So it turns out that the Office of Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy. That's right around the corner. It's a mouthful. That's part of our United States government. They did a study where they looked at the newer wind turbines. So wind turbines, right? They stand up. They're kind of off the ground. Uh They've got a big propeller. Uh They kind of spin when the wind blows. You know, it started in Denmark. Spin to wind. Started in Denmark. Uh But they were kind of like small, right? In Denmark, they had these big, like kind of wing-like fan blades with fabric on them to make Uh them spin. And they got wind that was pretty much right next to the ground. Yeah. But the problem is when you're right next to the ground, like where I'm standing or you're standing when we're outside, there's lots of buildings and bushes and trees that are stuff in the way blocking the wind there's not a lot of wind yeah but if you were like let's say a hundred feet tall i i am not that your would be awkward. hair would be blowing in the wind not mel your hair <laughs> would be blowing in the wow. wind he's not even here to defend himself no mel hello <laughs> mel where are you he might call in on that one. He might. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you stood 160 feet in the air. Oh, now I'm taller. Your hair would really be blowing because there's nothing up that high except for a mountain here and there to really get in the way. There's no trees that grow that. Well, I should say there are some trees, but not in most of the United States. So if you look at this amazing document uh-huh. from the Office of Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy, you see that with the wind turbines that are now much taller, mm-hmm. much longer blades, they reach much more strong winds that are also more consistent. It has unlocked the amount of energy that can be produced in our country amazingly, like amazingly. Amazing. Is there a number to this amazingness? Yeah, well, I'm actually going to show you a map. Ooh, I love Here's a, good a map. picture of a map. On a radio and we're show. Put this... We love a map on a radio show. I know. Show. People really dislike when we do this. Yeah. But in the middle of the country, uh-huh. from like North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, this big swath straight down through the country, mm-hmm. it is all dark blue. You meaning know, you know what they it don't has have there? stable, now available wind energy right. that could power the entire country. It's not super mountainous. It is not. It's it is flat. Kind of plainy. They are plainy. It is plainy. It because it's of the, glaciers. It's the Great Plains. It as was it not the left out region. No, it was severely glaciated. Yes, but there was that region, right, where uh-huh. the fellow wanted to yeah. make the. It was called the left out region, uh-huh. or was it not? I don't remember. <laughs> so I was this, pretty like, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> If we could only get high voltage power lines to carry this energy to places like Florida and the East Coast, but this stretches a whole area. And so, so also is the entire Southwest opened up for wind energy. There is so much more potential for wind energy, and this is just on land. This doesn't include the wind energy out on the ocean because what's out on the ocean to block the wind from blowing? Nothing. Nothing. I was going to make up something, but then I realized there's nothing out there. There really is nothing I've been on the ocean. There's an occasional bird. There's islands every once in a while. They're scattered about. True that. There's Australia. That's sort of a big island. That is a huge island. It might even be considered a continent. You think it gets pissed off that it's not referred to as the big island? Like Hawaii got the big island. And and Australia's like, Australia's over there like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Big island. (laughs) 
big island. Hilarious. We're like uh, 7,000 of you, or maybe even more than yeah. that. So 70,000 of you. So that's been a lot of good news about renewables. We're kicking some serious butt. Yeah. Wind is being unlocked as we speak. Yeah, Texas and Oklahoma fifth. are on board. That has to have been a lot of jobs. They can have a lot more jobs. So let's keep moving it forward. But right now, Mel's not here. One of yes. the things Mel's most upset about most of the time. Let's all guess. Let's see. Hmm. It's not the Falcon Wing doors because we already talked about Tesla. Yeah, it's not autopilot because so, no, he's probably got the update probably like got you the update. and not me. Give us a supercharger update, Robert. Well, it turns out that uh, superchargers, this is a big week. Big. Is it? Huge. How big? 19 new superchargers. Holy mackerel. That's a record for us. And yet another update to this Tesla supercharger policy. Oh, well, you're going to muddy this whole thing. What? Let me finish the supercharger update. Let's do that, please. So, Mel, isn't this exciting? Do you like superchargers, Mel? Do you want more? Is this thing on? Oh, Mel, are you there? 19 new superchargers. The only problem... 19? Open? 19 new superchargers. In fact, when I went to cut and paste from the uh, Tesla supercharger status website, uh, I forgot the name of the website, but I use it and I think it's great. It's pretty up to date. Supercharge.info. Supercharge.info. Holy mackerel. When I went there, I had to shrink my screen size to get all the supercharger updates to fit in our show notes. Wow. It's a half a page, and it's been shrunk down. So we've got 11 new superchargers in China. Amazing. China. That is a lot. I am not going to be using any of the China superchargers anytime soon, but maybe someday. There is, uh, you know, I noticed that many of these superchargers are on the small side. Like six is the max, I think I saw in China. Okay, interesting. So they've really kind of spread them out. Again, they're going for the metro charging. I think that's what's happening a lot in China. But the smallest of them had two plugs in Shaman Haiksha City. Wow, really nicely done, if that's correct. And, you know, when I looked on the map, no, because I like to look at the map, what's around there, what's interesting. But I noticed was the big town that's nearby, uh-huh. its name, uh-huh. Homie. Nice. Homie. What up, homie? What up, homie? <laughs> uh, two white guys saying homie. Dog. Terrible. So there's a, there's a new supercharger, uh, actually three in France. That's cool. Good for France. Pow. Is it? Pow. Pow. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. And this then there's like story. Two, <laughs> two southeast of Paris. There's a bunch of superchargers in Korea, uh, Wangju and another one in Seoul. So Tesla had announced a few weeks ago they're going to go big in Korea. So Is two now a bunch? Well, it's more than a singular. <laughs> That's a couple. Then we have Bristol, Tennessee, which uh-huh. I was just fascinated by. Okay. Bristol, Tennessee, if you know Tennessee, is kind of like a horizontal, uh-huh. long, like almost rectangular state. It's in the far right, west, uh, eastern side, right uh-huh. at the very edge. And it turns out in Bristol, Tennessee, the town is separated by State Street. And on one half, it's Tennessee. On the other half, it's Virginia. And I believe the little Geico lizard yes. is it got a commercial. And we're not sponsored by Geico. No. But I believe he stands down that street. <laughs> Seriously? In, in a thing. And he calls it Virginia C. And he's like, I'm in Virginia. I'm in Tennessee. I'm in Virginia. I'm in Tennessee. I wonder if he's a country music fan. Well, I mean, he's just a fan of things. Who wouldn't be a fan of country music? Because Bristol, Tennessee is the birthplace of country music. 
Wow. As declared by the United States Congress. And we know they always <laughs> make perfect decisions. At least half of the U.S. Congress. <laughs> At least half. Uh, plus one. Depends on which half. The half of the I'm US sure Tesla Congress. Nation covers both halves. Yeah, I'm sure. So it turns out the first commercial recording of a country music uh, song was done in Bristol. It was done by Ralph Peer of Victor Records, and he recorded a couple of people with the Carter family. Wow. You know, John Cash. Still going strong. Johnny Cash was married to June Carter Cash. June Carter Cash. I love their music. Mm. And so it turns out that that first recording was made in 1927. That was what put country music on the map. And if you're near Bristol, which I wish I was, in the third week of September, they have a Bristol Rhythm and Roots Reunion. Bristol nice. Rhythm and Roots Reunion. That's kind of a tongue twister. And on your supercharger thing, it says it's an update. So does that mean it has been, it was a supercharger and they added to it? No. Okay. Then Good. there's Osage Beach, Missouri. That's in Missouri. Yeah. It's interesting because it used to be called Zebra, Missouri, but they had to move the town because they created a dam. Have you heard about the Bagnell Dam? No, sir. They, quote, impounded the Osage River. That's my quote of the week. Impounded the Osage River. It didn't pay its taxes? No. But that's thanks to Wikipedia. It's They created the Lake of the Ozarks. Hmm. It's this ginormous lake, and the dam makes a ton of energy, 215 megawatts. It's been making energy like that since 1931. That's renewable, that... except you had to move a town to get it out of the yeah, way. Yeah, except for that part of and it. And all the flooding. But there's probably a lot of good fishing. And at some point in a meeting when they were deciding to do it, they ended the meeting and somebody said, damn it. Ah! No. There's a new one in uh, <laughs> New South Wales, Australia. Kuma, That's Australia. Awesome. It's yeah. south of Canberra. Yeah. According to your notes. 70 miles. I don't know where that is. So it could be even east of Canberra. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Do you want to tell us about the confusion that's going on with superchargers no do you have supercharger for life don't you have supercharger for life oh. what the heck is going on okay what are they smoking in so they took away supercharging right they made it so you couldn't have supercharging on your hundred so you got a 90 right you right. were very very upset about that whole situation well just maybe very upset. and now if you go to the website you can get free unlimited supercharging but that is going to expire on New Year's Eve of 2017. You can get that if you're a current Tesla owner. Right. So if here's what it says on the website. You have free unlimited supercharging for your current Tesla vehicle as well as any new Model S or Model X purchased before December 31st, 2017. So I don't know. I would have to buy a CPO uh, that says free supercharging to or, be able to get that or buy a new car, right? So that's yeah. what they're saying. They're saying new, not not new to me is what I'm assuming they don't mean by that. Okay. They're saying, Tom, if you, you should get an X. If you choose to sell your current Tesla, free supercharging will transfer to the next owner. So if we do sell our current Tesla, the next person will get supercharger. And I would like to say you're welcome to whoever that person is. And in pay addition, me an extra five grand. In addition, up to five friends I refer will also receive free supercharging. So I can give away free supercharging to five of my friends yes. who are out there if they use my referral code Laney9300, <laughs> which is a great, <laughs> great referral code. And maybe you'll get an X and then, man... What will we have to talk about on here? Oh, we'll you, talk about we'll, so many about things. About your, your, your love and joy of the Falcon oh, Wing Doors. Oh, my goodness. That'll be amazing. We'll have you and Mel like in a drag down world, you know, WWF match. So if you're a current owner 
You have until New Year's Eve to get free supercharging for life on their new car purchases. It's not unlimited. It's not forever. I.e., don't buy a Model 3 because we can't make enough of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite, quite incredible. I tried to go to a supercharger on Saturday in Burbank and... uh, no bueno, man. Long lines, people waiting. That is a very, very impacted supercharger. So you went to Ikea instead? Yeah. Had some uh, Swedish meatballs. Nice. Swedish meatballs. In fact, when I look back at the uh, – what's that website again? I don't know. Model 3 Counter. I don't know. Is it Tracker, Counter, Counter? No, it's Counter. Mm-hmm. Model 3 Counter. They had listed on there like 541,118,000 reservations by their estimate yeah so that's a heck of a lot of cars five in this room space the final frontier oh goodness these are the voyages of the not tesla nation enterprise so this is going to be a big week for spacex oh is it well last week wasn't a good week because there were thunderstorms in florida bulgaria sat bulgaria sat did not fly but it's going to fly today Today, which means at least yesterday, if you've listened to this podcast as soon as it comes out, or oh, last right. year, if you just so discover it, us in 2018. So if it if it went off without a hitch, it went off on June 19th, which is today. Not today as you're listening to it, but the today as we're laying Literally it down. Literally in an hour and 20 minutes from us right now, we're Correct. so excited, we can barely hold it in. Barely, barely hold this it in. This is number two reused Falcon Core. So Falcon 9, the booster, uh-huh. the bottom part of the rocket, the booster. it will be a refurbished Falcon 9 uh-huh. that's going to go up and take the Bulgaria sat to space near Earth orbit. And then there's another and then, one? Yeah, on Sunday what? from Vandenberg. Oh. It's going to be the Iridia, is it Iridia sat? Iridium. Iridium sat. It's going to be, so they're going to be sending up like 50 of these small satellites. They send them up a 10 at a time. Yeah. And this is the second 10. 11 through 20. Right. And so I saw the first one go up, watched it from the Lompoc Airport. With Robert. With Robert. Nice. And about like 300 other Tesla, I mean, uh, SpaceX employees. It was really fun. It took a very small amount of time. I unfortunately will be working, but I will be standing outside. I'm going to take a pair of binoculars Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take a three minute break. Because we have an instantaneous launch window. They don't have like a big span of time. So Sunday, June 25th, 1.25 p.m. It's actually 1.24.59, I think. Okay. That's much more accurate. A very spontaneous must happen at that second. I had a plan to go kayaking in Oxnard next week. I'm going to try to be in the water. Whoa! With the rest of my family in the Oxnard Harbor right, to see if I can see it from there, which I should be able to, should, I would guess. Yeah, we right? probably will have pretty much the same view. That'll be pretty sweet. I'm looking forward to it. App. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. No, I agree. We got, we got a letter yeah. saying that this was the dumbest thing we've done. And actually, I think since the very beginning... I've said it was one of the dumbest yeah, things Yeah, you have, and Mel but kept Mel just really, steamrolling you. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what I think. If Mel wants it, it exists. So uh, Mel is a podcasting mastermind. He is. He so is, he must be right. He might be. We only got one letter saying they didn't like it. But That's right. And I, I, we but actually agree, get letters. But it's enough for me because I'm just going to walk away from it, <laughs> which makes it easy for me because I was just it's looking for any window. Absolute proof. I was looking for any window. So let's start with Mel's app pick of the week. 
Oh, wait, Mel's not here. I was looking for crickets. I was thinking <laughs> crickets might be sounding. Right, but he's in Africa, so I think there'd be different sounds than crickets. You have, like, hippos and stuff like that. All right, let's do our apps and our letters. But before we do so, uh, let's have a word from our sponsor, Wonder Capital. This is Troy. Hi, Troy. It's uh, Mel Herbert from Talking Tesla. I think we are supposed to do an interview. We are, yes, yeah. Troy Helming, title is founder and CEO of Pristine Sun, and our company originates, develops, finances, builds zones, and operates solar power plants. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know, there's this place called Wonder Capital. Uh, If you've listened to the show, you've heard about them. This is a place where you can go and put your money and invest it. And instead of that investment dollar perhaps going to, I don't know, oil pipelines, instead it goes to funding renewable energy. Well, Troy is one of the people that take that money and build stuff. Stuff that's green, stuff that's renewable, stuff that's based on photons coming from that giant fusion reactor in the sky. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to build physical things which take photons and turn them into electricity, you need a little thing called cash. This is where your money goes to Wonder Capital and then helps people like Troy. Yeah, they are a recent addition to our kind of financing options, I guess you could say, that we have available to us. Already worked with Wonder. They've provided sources of capital are frankly hard to come by. And uh, the the risk in, in solar uh, is quite low. There's not a lot of moving parts and you usually have long-term contracts with customers. And as long as the sun is shining, it's going to generate energy and generate values. You know, the the industry doesn't need more clever ways to sell its services or its products. It doesn't need more technology or more inventions. The industry needs capital and financial products. And so Wonder fills, you know, a a gap, at least for us, um, where for projects that are not too big, they seem to be a a well-funded organization. I enjoyed working with them because the the fees were significantly lower than some of the other institutional uh, loans that we've gone out and gotten approved for. So here's Troy from Pristine Sun, and they are doing some super interesting things we're going to talk to you more about, particularly in the area of solar on the top of water. And they need money to get this going. They need money, and where do they get it from? Wonder Capital. Where does Wonder Capital get its money? They get it from you. There's the virtuous circle. You need to think about putting some cash, you've got some extra cash, and you want to invest into Wonder Capital. So Troy can go do what he does. So it's Wonder Capital. You know, do well, do good. Help Troy out. He's got some stuff to build. And hey, if you're doing good, you make an average of an 8% return, who's to complain? Really? Anybody? No, I didn't think so. And uh, so you're, of course, following Mel blindly. So yes. you probably have blind an, faith. You probably have an app and media pick of the week. So well, what is it? So Mel turned us on to the Malcolm Gladwell podcast, uh, Revisionist History. That he did. And he did. And I na- took a note of it. It was, I don't know, maybe six or eight months ago. I can't remember how long ago. Maybe it was right after it came out. Anyway, I listened to one of them. I listened to the second one. I finished all 12 of them. By like, I don't know, within four days. They're fantastic. Yeah. He's a little bit like preachy, but 
I really like Malcolm Gladwell. Not He's a good Mel, guy. Not Mel, but Malcolm no, Gladwell. No, nobody really likes Mel. I like his books. I read Blink. I liked it. Yeah. And so I really liked the podcast. It must have been later in the year because I listened to all of them at once. It turns out they turn they churn them out like on a weekly basis. Okay. And so the other day after our Talking Tesla podcast, yes. I decided to kind of like just peek and see when is it coming out and boom. Last week, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, there was this little teaser. Mm-hmm. It's coming out June 15th. Ooh. So sure enough, June 15th, I listened to the first episode. Of season two. Of season two. And I was delighted. It was a great story, but I don't think Mel's going to like it. We got a letter about this, too, from somebody. Did we? As well. They were asking what Mel Mel likes to golf and golfing is yes. not the greenest thing on the planet. No, not at all, because in Southern California, oh. there's probably more water going to golf courses yeah. in Southern California than there is to the, I don't know what. Although example. our municipal courses, a lot of them, I don't know about all of them, and I don't know what the percentage, but I think it's pretty high, use reclaimed water. Is Good. that Does that help? I think it probably helps. Helps a little, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, pesticides. Um, I mm. would say they use a lot of herbicides but there's a I, lot of weeds on my golf I courses Caddyshack. i have... know what's going on <laughs> plastic explosives yeah. i mean and... we love golf but it's we we understand it's not the greenest thing you could do with your time well he got pissed off because he likes to run malcolm yeah. likes to run and he was yeah. running around in brentwood and he couldn't run along this one beautiful boulevard without like having to be in this awful dirt that's right up against traffic because of the concertina and barbed wire protecting this big private golf course that it turns out is heavily subsidized by the taxpayers. Really? And you might ask, how could that be? How could that be, Robert? Well, go to revisionisthistory.com forward slash seasons uh-huh. and listen. Is it being heavily subsidized today or was it heavily subsidized to be built? Even more subsidized today than in the past. Oh, good Lord. It is absolutely nauseating. I don't I don't play on private golf courses, but my guess is the public golf courses, the municipals are what also about, heavily subsidized what, what by about taxpayers. Mel? What about Mel? Mostly both of us just play local public courses. He's not a private golf club member or, oh, okay. or player. So the only time... Uh, I've ever seen him on a private golf course. It would be like a charity tournament where he pays an exorbitant amount of money for all of his friends to play golf with him oh. for, for a good cause. And we do that uh, a couple of times a year. But you know what? That was a little bit of a buzzkill end to the show, but it's not over because we have letters. We do. I was going to mention the app of the week. I'm trying – and this I'm is something to, for just, you. I'm trying to bypass I all of this. But this is something for you. Okay, great. And there's a lot of people in Talking Tesla Nation uh-huh. who are really interested in the used Tesla inventory. Uh-huh. Certified pre-owned. So they might look on the website uh-huh. once or twice a week. And it's maybe like, day. wouldn't it be a bummer if your budget said I could pay $38,000 oh, uh-huh. and I want this kind of car, yeah. but you missed it? Oh, that and, would be a bummer. And they listened to Talking Tesla. They heard Tom talking about this great $38,000 Model S that he just bought and you lost out. Oh. So you know how you can get around that? No. How? Visual ping. Visual ping. Ping. This is available if you use Google Chrome. I do. And it's an app that you can get. It's free. Mm-hmm. At least it's free to a degree. And it allows you to put in a URL, uh-huh. right, a web address. Uh-huh. And if something changes on that web page, either a small change, uh-huh. a medium, or a large change, you can gauge it. They will send you an email that says, hey, CPO update 
CPO or whatever, used inventory uh-huh. page updated. And you can check two websites on a daily basis for free. So I wonder how many notifications I would get. I want to do this not because I'm interested in buying a Model S, although I am. Um, I am curious as to how often they're changing the website, but I also get so many notifications from so many of my company apps that this yes. could drive me insane. Potentially, it could. you can always turn it off. Like I said, there are 330 uh, CPOs on there right now. Well, you could set it to like once a week, but it could give you. I'm not sure. I haven't gotten right. too many notices right. from them, but I wonder if you could say like, "Whoa, the 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 used website changed 75 times in the last week." All right. So again, those were that was a good media and app pick. Good. I'm not gonna. Hold Hold that against you, like the rest of Tesla. Can we Nation just get to letters, to... please? Oh my God! Come on, Tom, I tried let's to go. get the letters. Uh, the first letter is from Travis Brinton, and he talks about bombers and Ambien. And apparently, the two of us screwed up uh, yeah. a bomber situation. I spent a lot of time as a young boy, <laughs> and there's there's kind of connection here. I think I, I'm trying to try and tease this together. Uh-huh. He's telling me basically the the B25 Mitchell. I misspoke. Oh, it was you. It the wasn't me. Catamaran, oh, thank God. The catamaran, uh, famous World War II catamaran plane was actually a P-38 Lightning, and it was a really cool, cool dual fuselage plane, and uh, I messed that up. I, I built a lot of models, a lot of Ravel models when I was a kid, and I hunched over a lot of like um, glue. I was a glue sniffer. Wow. And yeah. Travis also said that he couldn't tell us apart. Yes, that's true. Me and you. He knew what Mel sounded like because of his glorious Australian accent makes it super easy. Not to mention his his Scottish accent. Yeah, all of his accents. So I'm Tom, and I'm the one with the ridiculous laugh. Can you demonstrate? That's what I've been told. Can you demonstrate? <laughs> that's fake. I don't know. No, I can't just demonstrate a yeah. laugh. My laughs are natural, You do Robert. a pretty decent kitten impersonation. <laughs> that's also me. I can do a mad cat. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Wow, that is mad. That's, yeah. that's angry. That... I used to speak to cats. Who's our next letter from? Oh, now I'm I'm <laughs> now playing the part of Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson. I believe this is from Christian Grodas. Model why Falcon Wing Doors covers both the front and the back seat. This is brilliant. I wanted to say that your show is great, but they have Christian has two questions. Could you explain a bit to what Patreons get in addition to fame and glory? They get uh, videos and special messages midweek. Yeah, like on Fridays. On Fridays yeah. from Mel Herbert directly. It's like except for this last week. It's like he speaks to them yes. and them alone. And he wears a different hat most times. He wears so many different hats, yeah. and and he sends us these Patreon things, and every one of them makes me smile. And I would bet that over the next few Fridays, mm-hmm. if you do get onto Patreon right now, right now, right now, right now, in addition to your moment. Ginzu knives, <laughs> oh, no. you're going to get to see Mel wearing hats from Africa. Ooh, Africa hats. Yes. And you might even get to see me in the lion suit. Ooh. That's not real. That that part's not going to happen. So fame, glory, and a peek into Mel's wardrobe. Oh, my goodness. And then what if... They say, Christian, male or female, I'm not sure, doesn't say, what if the Model Y has only Falcon Wing doors and no normal doors? Imagine this. Yeah. A giant Falcon Wing door that comes up and 
exposes both the front and the back seat. So basically the entire side of the vehicle opens wide. Wouldn't that make great sense for the local bus transport system? But it would, but it would also mean probably no B-pillar, which I think might affect some safety issues potentially. They could double reinforce the Falcon Wing door itself. But the problem with the Falcon Wing door as it is right now is it's very heavy. That's mm. one of the biggest issues with it. They had a lot of difficulties with the hinges. And Elon has said over and over and over and over and over again, that was a mistake. Yes. I don't think he's going to make that same mistake, but twice as big. Yeah. So. Unless it's the same size Falcon wing door and you have to squeeze in and out. <laughs> it's an interesting thought process, but I don't think that's going to happen. What's our next letter, Robert? This is from uh, Brian Antreath, Cloud Edge Effect. Antreath? Interesting. I would have guessed something else. Ottenreath. Ottenreath is what I would have said. Even though he starts it with an A. Yeah. Yeah. Ottenreath. Well, I'll take Mel's place this week. Brian will let us know. He's talking about Cloud Edge Effect. And I thought that was was kind of brilliant. Yeah. uh, I think, who was it that said they were getting more energy on a cloudy day? Yeah. And basically, he's saying that as the clouds pass over on Mm -hmm. a clear blue sky day, when big cumulus clouds pass over your solar panels, Mm -hmm. there's a moment at which either the leading edge or the trailing edge of the cloud can magnify the light and cause spikes in the amount of energy your solar panels put out, which, wonderful. That means that you can get more energy on a cloudy day, but not on those like socked in yeah. June gloom days. Because no, when days. I look at my power curve from my solar city panels, mm-hmm. do I call them solar city panels? Call them whatever you want, man. Or do I call them Tesla energy panels? Call them whatever you want. Okay. So if I look at my uh, panel output, there were a few days there where I was down to one third of output because Ooh. of the June gloom. Yeah, because of the gloom. And you live in a gloom, June gloom kind of an area, much more. Uh, much more socked in than I. So recently, I was just but, saying thank you to Brian because I think that collective wisdom can make us great again. Yeah, and I would like to reiterate once again how much I love the listeners because this is a great piece of knowledge. And and there's been a lot of talk about me being the smart one, you being the smart one. Not so much about Mel being the smart one, mostly because he's not here right now so we can make fun of him. But I'd like to say this to the listeners. You are the smart ones. Yeah, the collective wisdom in Tesla Nation is really Humbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next message comes from Steve Thane, and that is a photo of an 8-bay supercharger at the Telford M45 services. Yeah, he's got a picture there. He had a few pictures. like the, mm-hmm. It's online at, at some listserv. I'm not sure where that was, but basically showing the, the progression of this supercharger. And yeah. the photograph was from last Wednesday where you say the charging bollards all bagged up. And the bag is your enemy. The bag is your enemy. The bag can remain on the supercharger for a very long time, especially here in California when the, when the power company. No, those power companies. They can be real killjoys. So I hope your bags come off. Yes, me too. I hope your bag we'll comes report. out. We'll report when uh, the Telford supercharger is online. This next letter you're going to have to sit out, Robert, because Cynthia Weiner writes, Dear Mel and Tom, no mention of you, El Roberto. I wonder why. That's a very sad cat right there. Cynthia lives in Indiana, and she happened to be on vacation in San Diego, America's finest city, according to them. And they she spotted a pretty cool-looking Model S 
And I don't know if she mistook it for a Model 3 or not. It's None hard of to... us have ever done that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but then she says it's very exciting, and she says she guesses the matte color is going to be a thing for the Model 3. But I think this photo she sent of a beautiful car with a matte kind of steel, brown, dark, gray kind of thing. Hard to tell exactly what color yeah, it is no, from this the This is thing. like a matte gray with blacked out oh, chrome. It's so beautiful. Black wheels, red calipers. Shiny black wheels. I think it's a wrap. If I had to guess, it's not a paint job. It's a wrap. But thanks yeah. for sending the photos. She is beautiful. I would just say hockey stick shaped door handles. That's the key for the Model 3. This next letter is from Kurt Anglesey. Thank you for sending the pronunciation. I put that up top there, by the way. Oh, that was that was nice of you. Yeah. So we don't even know if it's correct. I thought it came from him. No, it did. He was he put it down at the bottom. Oh, since we, since we oh, read I letters see. from top to bottom, yeah, that makes it would sense. have been a little easier. I would have left it out. We should. If, Ta- if Mel was here, he sent a <laughs> <laughs> he sent a lot of information about a SpaceX iPhone app, a Tesla Semi, another Tesla Semi, a very long, very detailed letter. We very very much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. The next letter comes from Dietrich. Dietrich, one of the men. The men. In the The Black Caucus. The Black Tesla Black Caucus. That's right. Let's not just call him the Black Caucus. I'm gonna I'm gonna elevate everybody's level of power right to the top. Sweet. He he's happy that, that Mel is visiting the motherland. He is happy about that. And we were talking about West Virginia. And him and his family, they love Berkeley Springs area in West Virginia. And I'm sure I would, too, if I had ever been there. That's nice. But he ran into two Tesla destination chargers in a state park, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's and a great way to just top off your car. And he sent a photo, a lovely photo of 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 the automobile, the X, and two lovely children with what appears to be a state park ranger. So thank you very much for sending that. Lightning McQueen. I think this is so exciting. Diego Cars 3 Cavetto. is coming out. That's right. And what if Lightning McQueen were converted to an EV? He'd be badass. He'd have a lot of low-end torque. He would. He'd probably beat everybody off the line. But could he finish a 500-mile race? Well, maybe he'd have to stop at a supercharger. <laughs> he might. <laughs> and, you know, along Route 66, there are superchargers. We talked about that a little while ago. Yeah, that's true. He also said that uh, there's an event, Drive Oregon, and in Portland, they actually have this. Uh, it's called Fourth Mobility. Because every potential EV week drive electric situation has to have a very awkward name. So this one's right. called Fourth Mobility. Week, month, <laughs> right. year. <laughs> right. It's the week, month, year event. And it looks like a facility that you can go. You can uh-huh. like kind of make a reservation, and you okay. can go, and you can drive one of three different electric cars. That's cool. I a, want to do it. I've driven bolt, all of them. A Bolt, an, a Leaf S. And a C-Max Energy yeah. from Ford. That's a cool idea. Yeah. And I said that he should go to change.org, start a petition, so we can lobby Disney to put an electric vehicle in their next Cars movie. Okay. Maybe make them all electric Yeah, vehicles. the whole thing. And they all stop and have a picnic at a supercharger and eat vegetarian food. Wow. This sounds like a terrible scene. <laughs> That's why I'm not a screenwriter. <laughs> I've lived in L.A. my whole life, and I haven't written anything for the big screen. That's amazing. Yeah. Charging at home. Tom. Yes, sir. So this letter is from John Burick, and he wants to know... 
Him and all of his friends charged from a 220 outlet installed in their homes at a cost of 150 to $300. No need for Tesla chargers or other overpriced charging systems. Charges at a rate of around 28 miles per hour. And even when my battery is run down too low, it is fully charged by morning. Is there a reason you guys continue to push Tesla chargers for home use? Is there a benefit we're missing? And I say to you, I believe you can charge way faster than 28 miles of range an hour if you installed a Tesla charger right. with a 90-amp circuit. Uh, you could get 52 miles per hour, which is a little less than double what you're currently getting. So if you had more than one car or you wanted to charge your Tesla at home a little bit faster and not necessarily overnight. So let's say you just, uh, you've just you been driving all week and you forgot to plug in your car and you have to get to soccer practice in an hour, but soccer practice is 42 miles away. Right. You need a Tesla charger with a 90-amp circuit to do that. Now, I understand that that adds a little bit more and not that many people have that much room in their electrical panels, right. but that's one of the reasons uh, to get a Tesla charger. The other reason is that you don't have to haul your charger cable out all the time and right. bend over and plug it in and then take it all down. So it's sort of like a convenience factor. You just basically drive home, you pop the thing in, and I mean, like the handle into your car and you're done. The other nice thing about it is that if you do have one of those large, like 100 amp circuits, you can daisy chain. So if you have more than one Tesla, I don't. Some of us do. You can daisy chain these chargers and you can plug more than one car. In fact, you can plug five Teslas in from five separate chargers that are daisy chained and it will distribute the power amongst the cars. This is kind of like we're not there yet. Not many of us have multiple Teslas that need to be charged all at the same time. But if you have a small business or if you're a hotel, for example, and you want to have destination chargers, this might be a way to help you uh, not invest in a bunch of infrastructure and use these smart technologies to distribute the electricity. Yeah. I, for one, for the last four years, have been using a plug on my porch. There you go. That's a NEMA 1450 right. plug, and it works just fine. I get about 27, 28 miles right. per hour if I charge at 40 amps. So you do what this gentleman does with all of his friends, and I have a, a charger that's not a Tesla charger to charge the Tesla, and I get... My charger basically is only a 50-amp circuit, so it charges at about 30, 30 amps, and it gets you know a, probably about what you're getting, 30, 35 miles an hour. So not not super, no, super big difference like 20, in that particular 25 thing. 25 miles an hour. Right, right, right. And okay. the next letter we got from an NFL player. That's pretty it's sweet. Our first letter from an NFL player came from Mike Nugent, a kicker who was – the second round draft pick of the New York Jets in 2005, and he just got a Tesla, and he loves it, and he wants to know if we ever want a different opinion about how amazing the car is, and of course we do, so maybe we can reach out to you, Mike. Yeah, there's Mike's a, a good-looking guy. He's got a Wikipedia page. He had his longest NFL kicks, 55 yards, 80% career kicker. So if you're out there in Tesla Nation and you happen to be running an NFL team, you're a GM. And you need a kicker, starting or otherwise, Mike is available, and he has a Tesla. Maybe he'll give you a ride. Put it in the contract negotiations. You need, like, a ride a week in Mike's Tesla. And you need to put in a Tesla charging uh, And you need a charger in the, the player parking lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. Lots of higher mile CPO used Model S's. A lot. Hey, Tom. <laughs> Everybody's letting me know. And then TeslaInventory.com, as opposed to uh, Tesla's uh, used car site, also has cars for sale. They're out there. 
keep looking. Stephen Peters sends a, a letter that talks about double charge port on the Model 3. Mm-hmm. He was listening to us talking about, you know, maybe there should be two charge ports. It yeah. looks like there's a second uh, area on the passenger side. You know, maybe it would be better if they put a CCS plug on that side so that you could use either. No. No. Why would you do that? Why would Tesla do that? They don't need to put a CCS because they can just give you a plastic adapter. I don't know. Maybe because when the CCS changes so that it's pumping out 400 kilowatts or some crazy number like that, Mm -hmm. an adapter would burn up. All right. There's a good reason. Yeah. I hope that's not the case. So as long as they have flexibility. Tesla is going to allow another uh, standard of charging to get past their supercharging. We talk about that all the time. They are trying to get their supercharger faster, 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 faster. That's true. But I think that, you know, Tesla's not going to be able to, I, I guess it would take pressure off Tesla uh-huh. if they didn't have to put out thousands and thousands and thousands more superchargers uh-huh. across the country. And you would go to just a charging center, like yeah. a truck stop. Right. And there would be, you know, whatever, 60 Tesla superchargers and 80 CCS chargers. Yeah. And you just... Plug in wherever you need to plug in. Oh, that sounds glorious. Doug Devine writes with us, oh, uh, writes no. to us. <laughs> he didn't like our media picks. Sorry, Doug. I yeah, agree no, with he you. was the one who said we should talk about beer instead. Yeah. I don't drink beer anymore. No, I think he was being facetious. Oh, he was being sarcastic. He, he wants us to stop. Well, you like him. I am a big fan. Uh, the next uh, email comes from Kevin Unpronounceable. <laughs> I don't think that's his real name. I'm going to be honest with you. But it's easy to pronounce. It's unpronounceable. Yeah. So he's talking about the used Tesla uh, locking you into a music selection that you don't like. Right. So if I bought your car, I would have to listen to your terrible music selection. Yeah, you have to listen to a lot of Donna Summers and Bee Gees. Oh, I take that back. Uh, Do you have Mel's car? Do you like that? Do you have Mel's car? I was trying to pick something. (laughs) I think it was Death Rock that I referenced last week. Uh, we said that you could you could reset it, but it doesn't reset those. And uh, right, it doesn't. He tried to reset the car to original it. factory settings, and this is separate in either Spotify or TuneIn. They hold the like list of yeah. music, and so you're messed up. He he said you basically have to go through yeah. and unlike every song that comes up with unlike a like, them. and if you. Finally get to the point where you've unliked everything, yeah. you can start from scratch. There you go. I don't Talk like any Talk about of it. distracted driving. And he also sends in a message that he doesn't like it when the car auto-connects and starts playing automatically. Yeah. And I run into this in my front yard. So yeah. I'll be walking yeah. around working in the yard, and maybe I'll have a Tesla key in my pocket, and I'll be talking to a friend of mine on my telephone, right? So I'm walking out of the front door, and I walk by the Tesla, and I have the key in my hand. It will The Bluetooth will connect to the car, and Roger all of a sudden that. I cannot hear what my friend is saying anymore. And, and you have to go into the phone settings and unclick the Bluetooth settings, and it's really quite irritating. Yeah, I'd say for the first year that I owned a Tesla, this was a this was a challenge of our marriage because my wife would be talking to me, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'd be like, hello, hello, where are you? And then I'd be near the car, like getting something out of the back of the car, and I'd hear her voice, you know, just barely audible, coming from inside the car. Robert, where are you? Robert, where are you? Why aren't you talking to me? And 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 it took me, you know, a while to get to the point where I know how far to stay away from the car so that the car doesn't pick my phone away from me. Let's skip down to the last letter. We've gotten a lot more letters, but this show is an ungodly length. Is it? 
So Stephen Peters, again, different Stephen Peters or the same Stephen Peters as Mm. earlier, I don't know, sends us a note, a letter, a message about the new distance record in a P100D. Oh, yeah. Stephen sent me some pictures on Twitter. I think it was Twitter. And it was fantastic. Can you believe? What do you think? Well, I shouldn't ask you because you've already seen it. But can you imagine a P100D? How far do we think it could go? Seven million and a half miles. No, it can't get you to the moon. Okay. But he went 560 miles. 500. On a single charge? And 60 miles. On a single charge. Wow. Yeah. How fast was he going? That was 901.2 kilometers. He's obviously in a place where they like kilometers. He has about 6,000 miles on his car. Sorry, I have to go back to miles because it really does get to my my heart chakra when I hear <laughs> that he went 600 miles, uh, 560 miles in a car. That's awesome. He was going like 21 miles an hour. They drove one circuit that was like 31 miles. At the end. That's what he said. The last few hundred kilometers, we optimized the route. We drove the same closed loop in Antwerp Harbor 32 times. Wow. I guess that's so they didn't have to push the car too far when it ran out. Their average over 50 kilometers was well below 100 watt hours per kilometer, which is pretty amazing. And I was meant to ask you this. What's yours? Yeah, I don't do watt hours per kilometer. I do watt hours per mile. I also do that. I yeah. think. I don't, so actually I think don't know. The, the, the number you want to shoot for is around 250. Oh, that, I'm that, well above that. You have a heavy foot. 300. Well, my wife does for sure. Well, don't yeah. tell your wife because, mm. you know, when you get in her car and then you start zipping around. Yeah, when I'm – I've noticed that when I'm uh, using autopilot, I have a lower watt-hour consumption. Mm. So I think that's a good move that as far good. as Tesla goes. It's going to help yeah. to save the planet by using autopilot. And it helps to save you because it's got um, some features, although last night it didn't work so well for me on one one isolated case. And that's So it. this is pretty exciting. This is really cool. Thanks, everybody, for all the letters. There's, like, a lot of good stuff. We skipped letters. I'm sorry. But that's because Mel's not here. That's Mel's not here, and he can't tell us what to do. That's right. And so we didn't listen to him. Yeah. I wonder if you come to the show next week in your lion suit, if that might give Mel, like, some euphoria or (laughs) post-traumatic stress trigger. I don't know if I could handle it. It's very hot in this room. And we will say that is it. That is the end of Talking Tesla 91. We did two episodes in a row without Mel. And this one I felt was a little bit better than the other one. You're critiquing the show? I am going to name this show as we speak Crash That X. Crash that X. That's it. That's the end of Talking Tesla 91. Thank you very much, Robert. Let's get out of this incredibly hot room and go about our lives. Talking Tesla is a production of Fully Boo Incorporated. Hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson, and Robert Rosenberg. Edited by Eliza Jane Barnes. Produced by C.C. Herbert and Mel Herbert. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash Talking Tesla. To find our referral codes, go to talkingtesla.net forward slash about. And finally, if you love the show, go write us a review on iTunes. Hey, CC, I don't know if you're getting this, but we're on the, the banks of the river. There's about 50 hippos. Um, we're having a great time. We'll be back in a week or two for Talking Tesla. Out for now.